Welcome to 340B Insight from 340B Health. Hello from Washington, D.C., and welcome back to 340B Insight, the podcast about the 340B drug pricing program. I'm your host, David Glendinning, with 340B Health. Our guest today is Maureen Testoni, the president and CEO of 340B Health. We have seen numerous key developments for 340B recently, including legislative action and hearings on Capitol Hill, state laws affecting the contract pharmacy dispute, and regulatory moves by federal health officials. We regularly invite Maureen on the show to get our listeners up to speed with 340B activity and the community's response to it. I recently sat down with her to discuss. I'm here with Maureen Testoni, President and CEO of 340B Health. Maureen, thank you for being here and welcome back to 340B Insight. Thank you, David. It's great to be back. Thanks for having me. So you were a guest on the show back in June, and we've had a busy summer for 340B since then. So what has been going on? A lot of things have been going on, David. There's been some really interesting and effective action in states on the contract pharmacy issue. We've also seen some movement on federal legislation that would impact 340B. We've seen an interest by some in Congress on 340B playing a role in drug shortages. Also seeing a new government plan for repaying hospitals that were impacted by Medicare 340B cuts. And we're finally, we're seeing federal officials that are starting to implement the Inflation Reduction Act. And that's going to have some big impacts on 340B in the future as well. Great. So here in Washington, D.C., we often focus on the federal government. So let's mix it up a bit. Let's start with state activity in the ongoing dispute over 340B contract pharmacies. What have the states been up to? It's been really interesting to watch over the years, David, because we've seen so much support in states for 340B. For example, more than half of the states have enacted uh, legislation to prohibit payers from discriminating against 340B providers by paying them less uh, than they would pay to non-340B providers. And a couple of states have passed legislation that say you cannot, to the manufacturers, you cannot refuse to offer the 340B price at those contract pharmacies. In Arkansas, their law went into effect in 2021. Louisiana took effect earlier this year. And it's been a really interesting development because what we are seeing is a couple of drug companies have already changed their policies because of the laws. So Merck has partially lifted its contract pharmacy restriction in both states, suspended its restrictions in Louisiana. So this is a very positive development and shows how important 340B advocacy is at the state level. Okay, so some positive action coming out of the South for 340B with Arkansas and Louisiana. What are the next steps for these state laws on 340B contract pharmacies? The Pharmaceutical Research and Manufacturers of America, Pharma, the association of some of the manufacturers, has filed lawsuits in federal court saying that the laws are unconstitutional. And it is possible, you know, if if the lawsuits were to go in Pharma's favor, then we could see, you know, Merck and Teva, you know, reinstate the restrictions that they've loosened since that law was passed. However, we believe at 340B Health that the states are on very strong legal footing, and we're really closely monitoring the activity to make sure that the hospitals are heard. We will be submitting uh, amicus briefs in these lawsuits as well. 
And now let's turn back to D.C. and Capitol Hill. How has Congress been getting involved in the 340B debate in recent months? So various committees have been addressing a number of healthcare issues, including uh, pricing transparency and PBM reform. And they all you know, worked on various bills earlier this year. They passed them out of committee. And then the House committee leaders packaged all of those together and recently introduced it with the idea that it would come to the floor later this year. Now, one provision in this really big package of legislation is directly impacting 340B, and that has to do with Medicaid managed care payments. Right now, in several states, Medicaid managed care organizations will pay 340B covered entities more than the purchase price for the drugs. And this was a, there was a provision in the bill that would have prohibited Medicaid managed care companies from doing that and required that 340B providers would only get paid the purchase price uh, for those drugs. We were able to demonstrate how damaging that would be for the states that allow higher reimbursement. And so that was reinstated into the legislation. However, the legislation also now requires that anybody who's getting more than the 340B purchase price must report that difference to the federal government. And it would allow the federal government to post that information and make it public, you know, how much more an entity was getting paid. Another provision that passed out of one of the the committees, but actually was not included in this comprehensive healthcare package that is expected to head to the floor, is a bill that was introduced by Congressman Bouchon and would have required a lot of additional reporting by 340B hospitals and potentially other covered entities. And it would also have given the government additional audit authority around the area of of determining how 340B savings are being used by covered entities. They would be required to report data that related to the hospital and then separately for each and every child site. And what they were requiring to report on really didn't have anything to do with the 340B program's intent of stretching resources. So that did pass out of the Energy and Commerce Committee, but we are pleased that it was not included in this big comprehensive package that the committee leaders are using to move the other healthcare provisions. Now, even though it was not included in that package, we are you know, keeping a very close eye on whether or not it could be offered as an amendment on the floor or it could otherwise be inserted into the package before it reaches the floor. Okay, so we'll be keeping an eye on that as it uh, starts coming potentially to a floor vote. Are there any other House bills that 340B Health has been tracking? There was a very recent development, David, where 340B is being linked to this issue of drug shortages. And what we saw recently was a bill from the Majority uh, Energy and Commerce Committee that would remove certain generic sterile injectables, those that are made by multiple manufacturers, would remove those from 340B entirely. And the idea being that then there would not be a discount and that that would somehow fix the, the shortage issue. However, when we look at the data, we see that in general, 340B is a low volume of generic sterile injectable drugs. So we do not believe it would have really any impact on the overall issue of drug shortages. And we also, you know, do not believe that it's just that shortages are caused 
solely by this issue of price and by the issue of discounts. There have been so many examples of things that have caused problems, such as quality issues that resulted in, you know, shutting down you know, manufacturing plants and that type of thing. So we have been active um, on advocacy there as well in terms of, you know, urging the chairwoman of the Energy and Commerce Committee, Chairwoman Rogers, to remove the 340B provisions from any uh, drug shortage measure. Good. So I think that covers the House side of the Capitol complex. How has the Senate been focusing on 340B issues during this legislative session? So the Senate has similarly been working on um, legislation on PBM issues and pricing transparency issues, just as the House. And they also looked at the 340B Medicaid issue in terms of whether to limit payments by Medicaid managed care entities to the 340B price. However, their version did not do that. It does require reporting of the difference if, in fact, you do get paid more than the 340B price, but it would not require any of those reports to be public. Very interesting development in July where a group of six Senate Republicans and Democrats asked, submitted what they call a request for information or RFI on 340B. And RFIs have become, you know, relatively popular in Congress as a way of determining how to move forward on a specific type of issue. So in this situation, you know, the RFI request for information was issued and the senators really cited the contract pharmacy restrictions as a a, a concern of theirs where they're hearing a lot of issues on it. But they also addressed, you know, uh, asked for information on some other 340B issues. So we certainly, 340B Health certainly responded as did a lot of other hospital associations and our member hospitals. And we understand and that they received actually hundreds of responses to their RFI, which we think is fantastic. RFIs can result in potential legislation. They can result in letters to the administration. They can result in a hearing. So um, that's really what we will be looking for as um, uh, some types of next steps by those six senators in response to the RFI. So Maureen, when we last checked in with you in June, there were some open questions about the Medicare 340B cuts that were in place from 2018 until 2022 and that the U.S. Supreme Court decided were unlawful. Where do things stand with that? The Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, which is the government agency in charge of this issue, they have actually proposed a plan to pay back hospitals using a manner that we were very supportive of. They are planning to issue lump sum payments to the hospitals, to the 340B hospitals later this year or early next year to cover the amount of money that those hospitals were uh, wrongfully denied due to the unlawful cuts. So it's really going to cover the difference between what they received from 2018 to 2022 and what they should have received. Plus, it's going to include the beneficiary cost sharing payments that they also did not receive. So we were pleased to see them do that. However, what we're not pleased about is that they also are proposing to take back some Medicare reimbursement from hospitals as part of this whole plan. And that's because when they cut payment to 340B hospitals, they did it in a way that they refer to as budget neutral. So since they are now repaying 340B hospitals, they believe that they have to take 
the money back that they paid for other Medicare Part B goods and services. However, those reductions would take about 16 years and would be spread out across all both 340B and non-340B hospitals. In our comment letter that we sent to CMS earlier this month, you know, we made that clear how much we really support the lump sum payment, but we still do not believe that they have to make these cuts. So another point that I wanted to just mention here is, although CMS is saying that they're going to make these lump sum payments, we're also concerned about the Medicare managed care plans. Many of them also reimbursed 340B hospitals at the lower rate that CMS was using. And we're really calling on CMS to make sure that they make clear that those entities should be making repayments to hospitals as well. The rule has been proposed Public comments have been submitted, so we're expecting to see a final rule that's outlining definitively what CMS is going to do, hopefully within the next few months. In recent months, we have seen significant news coverage of the Inflation Reduction Act, which we know has 340B implications. What is 340B Health watching for as CMS implements this law? So there's two main issues that I think about when I think about the Inflation Reduction Act or the IRA and the impact on 340B. One is going to be financial. And that is, it's going to have a negative financial impact on 340B hospitals. CMS is going to be choosing drugs that are going to be subject to basically a price cap. And that is going to then have an impact on 340B savings. Because even though you'll still get a 340B discount for the drugs when they're used for Medicare, the discount is not going to be steep enough to make up for how much the price for these drugs are are going to go down. So we are expecting that this is going to have an impact on 340B savings for hospitals that could be in the billions of dollars over a period of several years. We're in the process right now of modeling how this is going to affect 340B savings and developing a model that 340B hospitals are going to be able to to use to help make their own projections. We're also monitoring and working with CMS on how this is going to be implemented from an administrative perspective, because it's it's going to be important for CMS to be able to know whether or not drugs used for Medicare patients were purchased at 340B. And this has to do with calculation of various rebates, for example, for 340B. So there are issues about whether or not 340B hospitals are going to have to be able to identify at the point that they are billing CMS whether or not a drug was 340B, which is very, very difficult for 340B hospitals to do. So we're working with CMS and we're doing advocacy on that issue to try to come up with a mechanism that will be workable for 340B hospitals. So clearly a lot going on in 340B. I'm hearing legislative, administrative, judicial How is 340B Health ensuring hospitals are heard on all these various issues? So over the years, we've developed a number of uh, congressional champions on 340B. These are our members in Congress that really understand how important 340B is to their 
hospitals and to their communities. We work very closely with them and really with educating all members of Congress, especially new members of Congress as well on 340B and helping our members to do the same because that's who, you know, they really want to hear from. We also submit comment letters to the administration on all issues affecting 340B. So this would be, for example, on the issues I mentioned around that CMS is working on with the IRA and Medicare Part B, but we also submit a lot of letters to HRSA the agency that oversees 340B to let them know about, for example, you know, different things that manufacturers are doing that we believe are not consistent with the the 340B statute. We're also active in the 340B related court cases. We file amicus briefs to counter information that, you know, we believe uh, industry uh, submits to courts that we do not believe accurately portrays 340B. Starting in July, we launched a major advocacy campaign And then uh, in the fall, we were joined by our hospital and pharmacist association partners. So that campaign is still going on. It's called Because of 340B. And it's really serving to raise public awareness on all of the patient care and support that hospitals can provide because of 340B savings. We're educating the public about 340B. We're educating policymakers about 340B so that ultimately we can continue to ensure that 340B um, is there to, um, to support safety net providers for decades to come. Our listeners are the 340B community. They are often 340B hospitals and many of them are our members. What can that community be doing to aid in this process to help protect 340B? So, you know, I really have to thank the 340B community tremendously because it is really because of you that we have the support we have on 340B and we, you know, we're seeing it 30 plus years later be such a source of support for safety net hospitals. So there's so much that you can do in this space. So certainly making sure that you are meeting with your congressional offices to explain what 340B is and to invite them to tour your facility. We find that when members are touring a hospital and you're really explaining to them how 340B comes into play, that can just turn a light on in somebody's mind because of really seeing 340B in action. As part of that process, we strongly encourage our members to fill out our 340B impact profiles, which really show, really list all the different things that you are doing to help provide services to your low-income patients or your rural patients. And it helps to show how, if you didn't have 340B, all the things that could really be potentially at risk. You can also send comment letters and emails to members of Congress and to the administration when they're considering specific 340B issues. We put out template letters that people can use. We are launching a series of boot camp webinars to learn more about 340B, and that can be very helpful, especially for people that in hospitals that are new to 340B to really get a better sense of the landscape. We also uh, participate in two major 340B conferences a year. They are the largest get-together of 340B stakeholders in the country. They are called the 340B Coalition Conference really strongly encourage you to attend those. You get to meet with lots of other 340B providers, as well as others involved in 340B that can help you administer your own 340B program and you get up to speed on, you know, what's going on in 340B. Our next conference is going to be in San Diego in late January. So I really encourage people to take a look at that and join us. 
Well, Maureen, we always appreciate your time and for bringing our audience up to speed on all things 340B. Thank you again for joining us. Thank you so much for having me, David. I really appreciate it. Our thanks again to Maureen Testoni for giving us her rundown of the latest developments in 340B. We plan to have her on the show again later this season to hear her take on what transpires in the coming weeks and months. Maureen encouraged our members to sign up for the ongoing 340B Bootcamp webinar series. You can visit the events page on 340B Health's website for all webinar information. We will be back in a few weeks with our next episode. In the meantime, as always, thanks for listening and be well. Thanks for listening to 340B Insight. Subscribe and rate us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. For more information, visit our website at 340bpodcast.org. You can also follow us on Twitter at 340B Health and submit a question or idea to the show by emailing us at podcast at 340bhealth.org.